This is Real Housewives of the Kingdom, a sweet space where you'll hear from the hearts of fellow housewives in the kingdom of God, some just like you and some really different in various walks of life. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard. I pray you'll be encouraged and entertained as we laugh and sometimes cry together. Most of all, I hope it reminds you we're in this together and you are not alone. Hey everybody, welcome back to Real Housewives of the Kingdom. This is Caroline, your host, and today I am on for a really quick little episode about hospitality. I am having a sweet friend on next week that is going to talk with us about hospitality. She is one of the most hospitable women that I know, and uh, not only is she talented at hosting events and gatherings at her house, but she really does have a heart for people and her love for God pours over into how she treats and loves on people and makes people feel welcome in her home and at any gathering she is hosting. So I'm excited for you to hear our conversation next week, but today I came on because I wanted to read you a book that really shaped my perspective of hospitality growing up. Now, I have a mom and dad who were very hospitable and had people who were over all the time. Anybody was welcome in our home. And my grandma and grandpa were the same way. And so that is really Additionally, what shaped my perspective of hospitality, I will also link in the show notes last year about this time, I did a series about hospitality where I kind of dove into some tips and tricks on just all the different elements of hosting people in your home. And so I will link those in the show notes. But today is really just about this reading you this little book because I think it really just perfectly describes, even though it's a children's book, I think it perfectly describes how we should have heart for the people we welcome into our home and that we should treat them just as good as if Jesus came to our house. And of course, this book is obviously inspired by time where Jesus in Matthew 25 was talking about how when you are doing things for the least of these that you are doing them for him they he says that at the end he'll say come into the kingdom i was hungry and you gave me food i was thirsty and you gave me drink i was a stranger and you took me in i was naked and you clothed me i was sick and you visited me i was in prison and you came to me then the righteous will answer him saying lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you and the king will answer and say to them assuredly i say to you inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren you did it to me so that is really the basis for this children's book and i would encourage you to go read that whole section of scripture, Matthew 25, 31 through 46, because uh, it is definitely just a good reminder for the motivation of our hospitality. Throughout scripture, we see from the Old Testament all the way through that there is a call from God to feast and to celebrate and to welcome people and to love on people. And so one of the ways that we can do this is how we treat people when they come in our home or how we treat people when they are attending an event that we are hosting, even if it's not in our home. 
even if it's just dinner, that you invite someone to dinner the way that you make them feel when you're out to dinner with them um, is just so important to be cognizant of. You know, hospitality comes from the heart. In 1 Peter 4, 7 through 9, it says, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Hey, hey guys, guys, it's Kevin and Caroline Rogers. Rogers. As you probably know by now, we love our marriage and are so passionate about giving others the tools they need to truly have a joyful marriage. It breaks our hearts to know the divorce rate, whether you are a Christian or not, is 50%. Yikes. We also know that nobody gets married and hopes to have a divorce. Exactly. This is why we feel God has given us the motivation to equip as many couples as possible before walking down the aisle. On our 20th wedding anniversary, we launched an online premarital course. We share our own experiences as well as what God's Word says about marriage. In it, we go over five cornerstones of a healthy God-honoring marriage and give you tangible tips on how to walk in it. You'll have over five hours of video teaching from us along with downloadable resources to take into your marriage. We have always loved our marriage and want you to love yours too. If you're getting married and would love to have some great tools to take into marriage, join us today for the course. Hey, even if you know anyone who is getting married, be sure to share this info with them. Link to the course is in the show notes or on our website, MarriedRogersNeighborhood.com. While you're busy planning your wedding, don't forget to plan your marriage. Join, join us, us and, and learn, learn how, how to, to thrive and not just survive. survive. Now, I could go on over a million <laughs> scriptures that talk about this. Like I said, you can find it all throughout the Bible. You see great examples of good reasons to host people in your home, um, great examples of people being really hospitable, examples of people not being hospitable. Um, scripture has it all. So, uh, but I can't, I'm not going to go over all of that right now, but I just really felt like I wanted to read you this book. I will link the book in the show notes. I want to say just before I start reading the book that, uh, I will link the book in the show notes so that you can find it. If you want to add it to your group of books that you read in your home, uh, all year long. It's a it's a great book to read. And even if you aren't a kid, it's a great book to read. And I think that you will really enjoy it. Um, and I hope that you tune into and enjoy the next few episodes that I have planned. I have a couple of Christmas episodes planned. And also I will link in the show notes my Christmas episode from last year where I talked about the birth of Jesus. And also I will link the one that I interviewed my mom about uh, hospitality as well and about celebrating Christmas. So uh, you can find those in the show notes. But without further ado, here is If Jesus Came to My House by Joan Gale Thomas, copyright 1951. Easy to see why this unpretentious little book originally published in England has already sold 19 editions. Children have always liked the stories with morals and parents have always liked books with warmth and tenderness for their children. Perhaps it is this tenderness that is felt between the lines of the simple little verses together with the innocent artlessness of the illustrations that give the book its rare and instant appeal. Both text and pictures are identical with the British edition, except for the slight revisions that were made to adapt the book for American readers. 
If Jesus came to my house and knocked upon the door, I'm sure I'd be more happy than I've ever been before. If Jesus came to my house, I'd like him best to be about the age that I am and about the height of me. I'd run downstairs to meet him, the door I'd open wide, and I would say to Jesus, oh, won't you come inside? I'd offer him my rocking chair, it's such a comfy seat, and at the pleasant fireplace, he'd warm his little feet. My kittens and my puppy dog would sit beside his chair, and they would be as pleased as I at seeing Jesus there. Then I would put the kettle on and make a cup of tea, and he would be as happy and as friendly as could be. I'd show him all the places that are nicest in the house, the hole behind the stairs where I pretend that I'm a mouse, the little window up above where I can stand and see, the people passing down below, and yet they can't see me. And then I think I'd show him the corner in the hall where I'm sometimes rather frightened by the shadows on the wall. I always have to hurry when I'm going past at night, but hand in hand with Jesus, I'd be perfectly all right. I'd show him round the garden and ask him please to bless the seeds that I have planted, the peas and watercress. And if the flowers I'd planted were blooming on that day, I'd pick a bunch of all the best for him to take away. Then while he held the basket, I would gather two or three of the ripest rosy apples from my special apple tree, and all the little birds would come and twitter up above for joy at seeing Jesus in the garden that they love. And then we'd play with all my toys, my nicest toys, of course, and he should have the longest ride upon my rocking horse. And with my bricks, I'd build for him a palace of his own, and he should be the little king and sit upon the throne. And when we'd done, we'd stack the toys all neatly on the shelf. But first I'd let him choose the best and keep them for himself. And when at last the day was done and shadows crossed the sky, I'd see him to the garden gate and there we'd say goodbye. And he'd perhaps say thank you for a lovely afternoon. And I would say, I'd hope so. You'll come back very soon. And then he'd smile and wave goodbye. And so would end our day. But all the house would seem to smile because he'd been our way. I know the little Jesus can never call on me in the way that I've imagined, like coming to tea. But I can go to his house and kneel and say a prayer. And I can sing and worship him and talk with him in there. And though he may not occupy my cozy rocking chair, a lot of other people would be happy sitting there. I can make him welcome, as he himself has said, by doing all I would for him for other folks instead. And though the house is dark at night with shadows on the wall, I never need be frightened when I'm going through the hall. Although I cannot see him, I still can feel him near to understand and hold my hand and drive away my fear. The flowers in my garden he may not pick himself, but someone else would like them upon his mantel shelf. So if I know of anyone who's old or ill or sad, I'll take them there for Jesus' sake and help to make them glad. I still can share with Jesus the nicest of my toys by lending them or giving them to poorer girls and boys. And though he may not visit me as I have wished he would, yet even so he'll bless my house if I am kind and good. Okay, friends, that's it for today. I'm truly grateful you joined us. If you think others would be encouraged by this episode, you can easily share it by taking a screenshot and adding it to your stories or feed. You can also text it to a friend. New episodes are available every Friday. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch them all. You can find and interact with me on Facebook and Instagram at Married Rogers Neighborhood, as well as my website, which I linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show today, I would so appreciate if you could take a second to rate and give a five-star review. It helps more people find it, which makes a huge difference for me and the podcast. Just remember, we are in this together. God loves you, and you are not alone. See you next time.